With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Cafe Ice Coffee, coffee fit for an Aussie. Max Rushton is one of the most learned men when it comes to the round ball game. We like to call it soccer. People call it the world game. Talk sport, stand sport and the Guardian. And Max has been kind enough to join us as we chew the fat on all things of football. Hey, Max, appreciate your time. The, the window is closed. The deadline of trade has been closed. And, well, one of our own, of course, Harry Souter, was a name prominent in regards to changing clubs. Thanks for joining us. Hey, no, total pleasure. I mean, it's nice of you to call me an expert. The key is to just surround yourself with people who know what they're talking about. And then if you have more than one employee, you just repeat what someone said on one thing to the other thing. And actually, your eyes. I've, never watched a football, I've never watched a football match in my whole life. Yeah, so, uh, so I mean, Harry Suter, arguably in the UK, wasn't the biggest story because Chelsea did break the transfer, the British transfer record of £105 million. But I will start with Harry Suter. It seemed appropriate. I mean, he had a brilliant World Cup. and He'd been out injured for the whole year, pretty much, since he's come back he's been great for Stoke City and um, Leicester needs some footballers and they need some defenders and they need some good ones and it'll be fascinating to see how he does in the Premier League I mean I think I think a lot of people who didn't really follow his career that much were super impressed with him during the World Cup now having a good World Cup doesn't necessarily dictate that you are a brilliant footballer lots of people have great World Cups and they go for a lot of the money and it doesn't work out but you sense that he has got everything you need to be a big, tough centre-back. And Leicester's big problem, one of them, is conceding goals and set-pieces. Their record is sort of completely ridiculous about how bad they are at conceding goals from corners and free kicks. And you'd hope, given that he's about nine foot six, that he'd be kind of useful <laughs> in that specific part of the game. But he's a good footballer. He did so well for the Socceroos. And, um, and I think it's a, it's, a, it's a really good move for him as well. I mean, Leicester are in a bit of trouble. But they sh- I mean, it's really hard at the bottom of the Premier League. It's so tight. And there are lots of good teams, and there are lots of teams spending a lot of money because all the money's in the Premier League. So, you know, sort of Bournemouth are outspending AC Milan. That may not be true, but it's kind of that. Is the, that's sort of what's happening, you know. So, so they should survive. And then it's a great platform for him to sort of see where he can go after that. Well, with a big price tag comes a big target on your back, so you have to uh, deliver. But there's no bigger target than on Enzo Fernandez's uh, back, as you mentioned there, 100, well, 186 million Australian dollars. Uh, makes uh, him the most expensive player of the Premier League. Yeah, and, you know, before Brexit, that would have been about 250 million Australian dollars, wouldn't it? But, you know, that was a mistake on our part. But, you know, stop talk politics, Max. And, uh, yes, look, it's fascinating. He had a brilliant World Cup. There is no doubt about that. He was bought by Benfica for, like, 10 million euros, I think, with, with like, 8 million add-ons in June. So, in the space of six months... Um, you know, he's turned into a £105 million player, $186 million player. And actually, here's here's some plagiarising. Um, Lars Sivertson, who is a European football expert, was on Guardian Football Weekly last night. And he was saying, look, if, if you remember Argentina in the World Cup, they lost to Saudi Arabia in the opening game. In their second game, they weren't playing brilliantly against Mexico. And it took a bit of genius from Lionel Messi pretty late in that game to turn it around. And if they'd lost that game or drawn that game, probably, they probably would have gone out of the World Cup. 
the question is, if Messi doesn't do that brilliant bit of skill against Mexico and score a goal out of nothing in the second game of the tournament, do Chelsea spend $105 million mm. on Enzo Fernandez? Probably not. I mean, that's a sort of weird, fine margins, I guess, that happen in all elite sports. But, but it's a fascinating thing to think. It's such a lot of money. And the bizarre thing about Chelsea is they've spent since... So Roman Abramovich obviously had to leave. And Chelsea fans were sort of, sort of getting themselves used to the fact that it would be slightly different. They'd be... Uh, you know, they'd have to be canny in the transfer market. They'd have to not spend that much money. It might be a real period of transition. They might not be sort of at the top table anymore. And then this American, Todd Bowley's come in and spent £560 million. Mm. And it's it's kind of mad. And, and but some of these players will obviously be brilliant players. And Mudrick's come in, uh, who looks like a wonderful attacking midfielder. But it's really weird to look at the players they bought and thought, well, actually... One of the big problems they've got is they don't really have a centre forward, and I haven't really addressed that. And you sort of think, if you spend, if you spend, he agrees with me on this, over half a billion pounds, you should probably get yourself a centre forward if you don't have one. <laughs> you know, like so, really difficult for their new manager, Grand Potter, to have to deal with all these new players and this and this. Like all these things, could be a huge success. You don't know, but it is the, the most expensive players. If you look at the list. Like, if you go through them, it, it's harder to be a success when you cost that much money because mm. there is more pressure on you, like you said. And, and so, he's a wonderful player. It'll be fascinating to see how it turns out. There's a lot of work for Chelsea to do. Yeah. Max Rushton, our guest, of course, Talk Sports, Transport, and The Guardian. Uh, Max, just in, in spending Hello. that, yeah, Max, spending that type of money, spending that type yeah. of money, how do they get it back, these clubs? I mean, they're not going to get it back from selling a few shirts and a few tickets and some chips. How do they get their well, money back? I mean, they, they, they don't is the, is the short answer. Very few football clubs make money. And the ones that do make money have slightly strange uh, ownership deals or perhaps owned by entire nation states who uh, and then somehow get sponsorship deals with airlines that also are owned by those nation states that you know, perhaps they wouldn't get otherwise. It's, it's not – I don't think you go into football to make money. That is a, you know, it, 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 you don't get your money back. And, and I can get really boring about how Chelsea have done these contracts. Um, they've done this thing called, and stop me if you fall asleep, because I'm falling asleep as I begin. So they give these players like seven, eight-year contracts. And so what that means is you can split that $105 million over eight years, basically. So you can just say each year it's $12 million. So on your sort of bank balance it looks like you haven't spent that much money. Mm-hmm. And if you sell a player for $80 million, you can put that down as, we've got $80 million straight away. So that's how they kind of get, there's a single financial fair play, which was meant to make it sort of even between the clubs. It doesn't, because some clubs have loads of money and some don't. And that, that has been the way since sort of time began, but it's just getting so stretched now with the clubs with the most money. But, but you know, Todd Bowley is not going to make that money back for a long, long time, if ever, is my guess. Um, and so, I don't know why. Why do you go in? You either go into kind of sports, what's your reputation as a country, or because you're a billionaire mm. and you're a bit bored. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. Uh, Max, Max, we're going to take it uh, just uh, before we let you go, and we appreciate your time, this Max Rushton. Yeah, this stuff. is alarming. Well, it's interesting because we're going to get personal with you, Max. We saw on Twitter okay, a few yeah. days ago, uh, you put out, hello, Twitter. Someone kindly broke into my house while we were asleep and stole my Subaru. Then I went through Hampton yeah. Park, a suburb of Melbourne, McDonald's with a credit card at four o'clock. If anyone sees this, maybe possible someone might see the car. Thanks in advance. Can we get a Subaru update, please, Maxi? Well, I haven't found the Subaru, and I appreciate that it seems unlikely that 
the man who was so desperate, or woman, who was so desperate to get to McDonald's on half two in the morning has driven to Cottesloe Beach. But look, they are in Western Australia. There's no Maccas in Cottesloe. Hey, hey, hey Max, we podcast around the country, mate. There's yeah. a lot of listeners listening oh, in good, Melbourne right good. now. It's, it's a Subaru XV, APS 514. Uh, I think the la- I, I don't know. There's, there's real no update apart from I really would like it. And the irony of living in central London for the last 20 years, you know, where the drug dealers are waving you on the street and saying, you know, telling all my friends, ah, oh, honestly, North Melbourne, it's so safe. You can leave your laptop on the porch and no one touches it. And then someone just... I don't know how many car thieves listen just to you. Lowest but like they're who I'm really aiming at this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you if you have stolen that car, or like another car, I don't mind what car I get back in return. <laughs> but I would just like something that moves because they're very practical things for getting around. Ah. I've discovered. All right. You discover it more. We don't have one. All right. We, we can organise a car back, for you, right? courtesy of Fleet Network. Uh, Frankie Agostino on the oh, team. Oh, yes. I love Fleet Network. Fleet, 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 Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, if you hey, listen, don't worry about hey, that. We'll organise something for you, Maxie. Hey. hey, Max, appreciate your time, yeah, mate. I hope they get them, too. Hey, anytime. Good on you. There Good he on. is, Max Rushton, joining us. Talk Sports, Stan Sport and Guardian. Yeah, that's pretty unsettling, going into the uh, house while they're asleep. Uh, yeah, I know. Let's lowest break. of the low. Oh, they certainly are. Hey, th- we're going to announce our Wildcat Pass winners, and we have got... Two family passes to give away. Your last chance to enter, 0487 736 736. If you can go to the basketball tomorrow night as a family, get in touch. 0487 736 736.